I'm here on business. I need your help. I've been quested to bring this one back to its kind. If I can locate other Mandalorians, they can guide me. This is no place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. Hello, hello. Welcome to What the Just Podcast. I'm your host, you guessed it, I'm Jess. Thank you so much for joining me. Now just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Disney, the gift that keeps on giving. Happy holidays, everyone. I have been on a holiday pretty much for the last few weeks, uh, podcast-wise, so I kind of wanted to throw in a little treat, I guess you'd say, a recommendations episode for this special occasion that just happens to fall on Christmas. As I'm recording this, it is actually Christmas Eve, and I am going to be talking about The Mandalorian, the wonderful, amazing Mandalorian. And if you haven't seen this series, uh, obviously, don't listen to this because it's all spoilers. Um, basically, I'm not going to dive too far into Star Wars itself because I'm doing a future podcast with a friend of mine, and that's pretty much what it's all about. So no need to get too deep. I will say, however, that the last few Star Wars movies have been very disappointing for me as a longtime Star Wars fan, and I'm not alone in this. I know there's a lot of you that, well, let's just say it flat out hated the prequels. Sorry, not the prequels, the sequels. Well, actually, people hated those too. Well, anyway, the sequels are what I'm referring to at the moment. Um, they had a huge opportunity to do a really cool story, and they pretty much dropped the ball. However, in comes Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, and they literally saved Star Wars. What do I mean by that? Well, let's just say the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian had me, a grown-ass woman, in tears because I was so excited. Why was I excited? Well, I will tell you in a minute. First, let's rewind. The Rise of Skywalker came out. And it was supposed to be the finale of everything Star Wars, right? 40 years of Star Wars. The end of the Skywalker story, blah, 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 blah. And it was a complete and utter mess. However, I will, I will say um, on record that when I saw it the first time, I thought it was a fun movie. But then I realized it's because I hated The Last Jedi so much that I made myself like this movie. It had some elements of uh, fan service. And that's ultimately, once I rewatched it, I realized that's what I was actually liking, not the actual movie. Um, so it, the second and third time viewing, um, I just couldn't get through these movies and they were not good. My faith in the Star Wars universe was pretty much DOA, dead, just done. So when they said they were doing a Mandalorian series on Disney+, Plus, I kind of groaned a little bit, like, who the hell cares? about a no-name Mandalorian. Well, it turns out Jon Favreau is a Star Wars fan as well, and he knew what what our, our sadness and, and frustration was all about. And they created this wonderful sort of space wild west type of show. And the first season was amazing. It was so much fun watching this one character interact with various other characters along the way and you get invested in it and the guy doesn't even show his face pretty much the entire time 
but there was something really, I don't know, magical, and it definitely gave you old Star Wars vibes, like how the films should have kept going. Um, I started to think, well, okay, so maybe this John Favreau guy, who all the, who also is uh, one of the directors of the director of Iron Man. Iron Two, and he's been an actor forever. I actually remember him from Friends as Monica's boyfriend. So, I mean, this guy's been around a long time. He did a fantastic job creating this new Star Wars world and also being able to weave in the old Star Wars. And guess what, guys? The most important thing of all, none of this is connected to the sequels at all. The downside is we know where it's all going because as much as we would love to retcon the sequels and pretend they don't exist, they do exist. There's nothing we can do about that, right? So to me, the best thing they can do is they've got a nice 20-year gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens that they have a million different kinds of stories they can tell before they ever get to uh, The Force Awakens. And by then, people probably won't even remember those movies. They were so unmemorable, period. That's how I feel. However, going back to The Mandalorian, um, season one, amazing. The ending of, oh my god, it's Baby Yoda. It was the cutest thing ever. And Disney was very smart to include that for merchandising and stuff, so kudos to you. And then season two rolls around, and you're like, well, how is this going to be, you know, better than the first season? Oh, hey, let's bring in characters from Rebels and the Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka. Holy crap, these are real-life characters now? That's cool. Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau should be in charge of Lucasfilm, and I guarantee you by next year, Kathleen Kennedy will not be the, the, she won't be running Lucasfilm, but... Not to crap on Kathleen Kennedy, because whether you like her uh, direction of Star Wars or not, she's a huge, fantastic producer. That's the role she should stay in, because she's a super producer. So I would like to see her still have some aspect um, going forward, but she's definitely not the one that should be running Lucasfilm. End of story. Anyway, rant over. So season two rolls around, and... I'm not going to get into every single episode because they're just all pretty amazing. Um, it was kind of weird seeing Bo- Baby Yoda, whose name I still refuse to say because I hate the name, but it's Grogu in case anyone doesn't know, but I hate it. It sounds just awful. Anyway, I'm going to call him Baby Yoda still. Um, when he was eating the eggs that one episode when they were supposed to be, you know, piloting this passenger to safety to save the eggs, I was like, what is this? What are they doing? Um, but it worked. It was still kind of cute in a morbid way. Um, and then Bo-Katan shows up and that whole episode was really cool. Katie Sackhoff is one of my favorite TV actresses. She was amazing, uh, in Battlestar Galactica as Starbuck. She's got this presence that just screams that kind of character. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, and I didn't think they could top that episode and then they did with Ahsoka. And... As someone who hasn't seen a lot of the old animated series, uh, which I'm going to be brushing up on really quickly, I still know who she is because I have seen the Clone Wars film when I was still working at Warner Brothers. We had a screening, so I I know who she is. Um, That was pretty cool. Rosario Dawson was perfectly cast for that, and it was so awesome to see the beginning of that episode. She's basically like 
like a ninja. Like it's like Predator or something. She was like the Predator, <laughs> like the opening of that episode. It was pretty cool. Um, and that yeah. So that whole sequence was good. Um, and I started at that point realizing that John Favreau and Dave Filoni were sort of. I'm trying to find the words. They understood how much Star Wars meant to people. And they turned it around and brought it back to its roots. And yes, they have some fan service, but we are fans. That's what we want to see, right? We want to see more of the original. We don't care about the prequels. We know what happens. We don't care about the, the sequels. They were just, the characters were terrible and they destroyed our original characters. So they found a middle ground that I appreciate greatly. Um, and when it came to the finale of the show, I have never seen anything like it. It was like, oh, they're, you know, getting, they're stuck on a starship cruiser's uh, main room or whatever. And you've got these big, scary robots about to pound through the doors and, and, and kill them. And then they all kind of just stop. And then an X-Wing flies in and you're like, wait. Is that Luke? No, they're never going to put Luke in there. That can't be Luke. Episode moves on. And then you see that green bladed lightsaber come to life. And you're like, holy crap, it is Luke Skywalker. It has to be Luke Skywalker. And then, even better, Luke Skywalker has a lightsaber scene in a, in a narrow hallway that, that rivals the Rogue One Darth Vader scene. No way, man. I mean... Oh my God, I was like 10 years old all over again. Amazing sequence. I had goosebumps and everything. The music that was played during that whole time, I got to find that track. If anyone has that out there, send it to me. I need an MP3 of that. Anyway, losing track. So, and then when he shows up and the doors open and Omando says, let him in. And he takes his hood off. We'll talk about the CGI. I know, I know. But let's just talk about the moment for a second. That is Luke Skywalker in his prime, post-Return of the Jedi, fully, fully, fully a Jedi Master, I will admit I had tears and I cried just a little bit because it meant so much to see the real Luke Skywalker back. We haven't seen him in decades. And after the episode was over, I kind of sat there for a second thinking, I, you know, I had it on Disney+, Plus. obviously that's what it is, I paused it. As the credits were rolling, I paused it, and I was just like, I can't believe that was Luke Skywalker. The, I, I mean, it's, I'm so emotional, and I can't figure out exactly the, the, the reason why am I feeling so emotional. It's because Luke Skywalker represents goodness in people, and he does all these things to, like, he has faith in other people, and we all love Luke because he represents a part of us, but we want to be like him. At least I hope you do. And so... That was that. So I must have, I think I have rewatched that part probably a hundred times. I mean, I just love it. And I know we'll address the elephant in the room here. Okay. I understand the CGI was terrible. Let's just say it. It was not good. And it frustrates me because of two reasons. They have the technology I mean, they, they only showed his face close up probably three or four times for a few seconds. 
there's technology, they can afford it to make it crystal clear and perfect. They have deep fake technology they could have used. It would have looked 100% better. It just did not look finished. And second of all, hello, Sebastian stands right next door. He looks exactly like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's given his approval. Why would you not use a real live actor? That, that scene would have been so much more because the emotions would have been real. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. Um, and I guess in the end, who cares? It's Luke Skywalker. If you can get past the CGI and just accept what it is, it's a CGI Luke, get past that, you will enjoy it better. Um, so I, that's what I think. And I also think as the weeks and months go by, these shows that are on Disney Plus, as far as I know, are never going to be a hard copy DVD. That's being phased out around the world. DVDs or whatever, that's kind of sucky, but they are. So my guess is what they're going to do is they are going to fix the, the CGI issue going forward. I have no idea when, and you'll come on one time, you'll see it, and you'll say, oh, hey, look, <laughs> it's it looks good, and, and that'll be that. So I think they're going to fix it. And who knows, you know, people do forget this. This the season was filmed last year and some of this year, but Sebastian Stan was also filming The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, uh, yeah, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I cannot wait for. Um, and he may not have been available. And three, they wanted to pay homage to Mark Hamill, whose character was utterly destroyed in The Last Jedi and Return of the Jedi. And I think it was their way of giving us back the Luke Skywalker that we knew and loved. And I'm all for that. Luke's, I love Mark Hamill. He's very fan-friendly. Um, I think they still could have done a better job, even having him there, which he was there for some stuff, but and de-age him without the CGI. I mean, there was ways they could have done it. I think that's the only thing that I, my, my only criticism is that the CGI needs to be fixed. So Dave Filoni or John Favreau, if you're listening, we love the episode. It's probably one of the best, uh, moments in the Star Wars universe other than the Rogue One ending. You can do this. You can fix it. So Wow, I've been talking for 15 minutes straight. Anyway, taking a breath. My recommendation is if you are a true Star Wars fan who's been frustrated, unhappy with the direction that it has been going that made you literally not go see Solo, please come back. The Mandalorian season will revive you. It'll give you hope and faith in the upcoming Star Wars universe. There's many, many shows that are coming they have uh, Boba Fett coming, another series. And just to be clear, this is not Boba Fett Mandalorian season three. Boba Fett is 2.5 and a story on its own, and it's a one-time off limited series. The Mandalorian season three will be coming after that. Now, my only question is, now that Grogu slash, oops, I said his name, I said I wouldn't do that. Baby Yoda slash the child, ah, whatever, Grogu is with Luke, and Luke is gonna train him. What would they possibly do in season three other than they left off with Bo-Katan and the, the Darksaber um, tension sort of building a little bit with Mando who doesn't want it and he wants to hand it to her, but you have to fight to the battle, blah, 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 fight to the death, whatever. Um, there's obviously going to be something for that, but how can they have a series without Baby Yoda? I mean, he sells toys and merchandise and everyone loves him. There's no way they're going to keep him off the show that long. 
So my guess is um, either they're going to do another Luke Skywalker and Yoda spinoff series to show how he set up his Jedi temple, whatever, would be awesome, but only if they have Sebastian Stan. Um, I don't know what they're doing. It's so far away. I guess we just need to worry about that later. Enjoy what we have right now. I would rewatch the series. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, And one more tidbit of information. This is not verified. It's all rumors. But... So a lot of people were on social media, and I mean a lot, who want Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker, and they want him like now because he's at perfect age, um, and they were very upset that he wasn't in the Mandal that like the Mandalorian. It wasn't him, it, it, you know, CGI. It should have been Sebastian Stan. But from what I've been hearing from other people, the reason for this is they believe he will be in Patty Jenkins rogue squadron now she said this movie is inspired by the book series which is led by luke skywalker but she's taking bits and pieces and doing her own spin on it so they could age up luke a little bit and people believe that perhaps this is where we're going to see sebastian stan introduced in a film setting not a tv show a film then you can take him and put him in other places and we've already accepted him and know he's luke skywalker so that is a rumor that he will be in Rogue Squadron first. So that is why he's not in The Mandalorian. So I don't know if that's true. And one other note on the finale of Mandalorian 2 is, guys, I grew up with these movies in the 80s. I'm a diehard Star Wars fan as well. I went onto YouTube, and for the next few days, I have gone on to watch, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed to say, hours worth of live fan reactions to the ending of season two. Uh, where the X-Wing shows up and they're all sort of mashed together and stuff. Every single one of these people are grown, all crying. Grown men, women, I mean, everybody. And it just shows you how much this character of Luke Skywalker means to people. And John Favreau got that. Um, so I'm personally thanking him. Oh, not that it's probably, yeah, he's probably listening to me right now. But I thank the him, I feel, uh, Lucasfilm, uh, for correcting the crap and bile that was in my mouth and the frustration of the last trilogy that came out. Minus The Force Awakens, I didn't mind that as much, but um, it was a really crappy feeling after Rise of the Skywalker. Um, And to have him be able to bring us back into the fold in a way where we're all happy. Um, So thank you for bringing Luke Skywalker back. Thank you for bringing Star Wars itself back to us intact and trying to uh, bridge the distance between the division of all Star Wars fans because it was bad for a really long time and they have a right to be angry. Um, So again, if you are a fan of Star Wars, please check out The Mandalorian Season 1 and 2. You will not regret it and stick around for other stuff coming in the next few months. We've got some amazing Star Wars films coming, um, shows, you name it, this is not over. You got Boba Fett coming. It is a Christmas gift for all of us. And, by the way, the next series, Boba Fett, comes out for Christmas of next year. So there you go. I'm Jess. I'm recommending this series. Thanks for listening and checking out what I have to say. And as always, may the Force be with you, and happy holidays. Happy holidays.